Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for reading my name like you just learned who your guest was for this episode. (laughs) I like to change it up. I'm taking a replacement. you. I didn't want to say it. Really? Okay. Uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Oh, that'd be a get. Oh, that would be a get. Oh, that would be a get. Oh, God, he'd be so charming and funny the whole time. I actually seen Free Guy uh, last night. Have you? Sorry, yeah. we we have a bit of a chat usually before the show, but this didn't come up. How was Free Guy? Is it any good? It's actually a unique idea that is pretty good. Although it's got heavy vibes of the Lego movie, um, like the start. Right. Um, where okay. you have a guy who lives in a basically Matrix type world, doesn't realise he's in it until like this really cool girl shows up and she's got loads of guns and she's really badass and he's like whoa night style correct it's, yeah it's just that <laughs> that's but, fair because i but, i read a few reviews fun. fair cool. i might give it a go so because i read a few reviews and it was like it was a damning review because they were like this movie is just gonna try and coast off ryan reynolds being the person that he is <laughs> um i think a little bit of that i but i mean he's a very very charismatic and likable human being so why wouldn't Very you true. If, like and you'd be an idiot <laughs> you'd be an <laughs> idiot if you had Ryan Reynolds in a film and went yeah let's dull him down because people will yeah, like Ryan, that <laughs> Ryan dial it back a bit okay <laughs> people don't like your shtick Ryan <laughs> um, but yeah I think it's pretty good it's got Taika Waititi being full on just douchebag but apparently they've got so many um, outtakes or just improv lines that he had that they could have done a whole separate film of just all really? his stuff 
Oh, just him in the background orchestrating things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's our random piece of movie trivia. Um, if did- that's the full that's the full episode for this week, everyone. Thanks for tuning <laughs> the in. Full review of Free Guy. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good sorry give it a go <laughs> um, so sean this is movie mondays um, we normally get straight into it i will say though that if you are interested in full length movie reviews we do them over on our patreon and we did them we last week right here for free um as we reviewed the suicide squad if you want to go back out back and check that but if you want to get even more reviews we're over the patreon the link is down below we've reviewed like I don't know how many movies over the last few years. Quite a lot. You get access to all of them for five dollars or more a month. Um, That's it. And like, and look, if, if you personally have wanted to know whether there is something on the back of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> our most recent view, review might give you some indication as to how feasible that whole process would be. <laughs> all you need is a madman. All you need is Mr. Cage. You need um, Mr. Cage. And you need O'Reilly. O'Reilly is key to the I'm whole I'm not situation. going back into O'Reilly. You'll hear my thoughts on O'Reilly <laughs> in the review. Um, so, Sean, we are starting this week with some pretty big news. It's a, from a oh. movie that you and I, we both seen and we both thought, that's a bad idea. But you know what? <laughs> you know what Hollywood does? What do they like doing? Bad ideas and sequels and reboots. You're, yes, all of those things, because Miss Emma Stone has signed back on for the sequel to Cruella. We're getting another one, Sean, that's right. Okay, so following the naming conventions of movies in this, like, associated universe, this is going to be called 102 Cruellas, correct? (laughs) Yes, I can only assume. Right, and is this happening after she's suing Disney for breaching a contract? So, that isn't... We missed all of that, by the way. That We took our week off, and it was literally the day after we took our... Like, the start of our week off on yeah. Monday. It all of that out. kicked off. And I just, like... I looked at my Twitter, and I just rolled my eyes, like, of course. <laughs> the one week. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is in the wake of... Miss Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit and all of that stuff. Um, now, as of last week, apparently she was reportedly weighing her options on the matter, but she never went through with joining Scarlett Johansson on the on the what should I say the legal front. So yeah, yeah, on the courtroom floor, if you will. yeah, if if you will, yes. Um, but <laughs> what happened? Scarlett Johansson went through with it, and then the rumors were Emma Stone might be joining her. And now, the, now the news is that she is signed on for Cru- Cruella too. So, what do you make of that? Where are we? <laughs> uh, okay, so what we have here is that there's a movie that I didn't think needed to exist. Is now getting a sequel. <laughs> You're goddamn right. You're god. We need more of it. I mean, yeah. So, look, I'm. I, look, we like Emma Stone on this podcast. She's been in very good things. Very talented uh, she's woman. Been in the the the, the pinnacle of Spider movies. She has started. Uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider Man two. Of course, Spider Man two. Correct. Um, but you, I've not. Look, I will confess, I've not seen Cruella. It's not a movie that interests me. But from the description I got and the trailers I saw, I don't know if that movie warrants a sequel. 
Because well, this is that first movie was meant to be Cruella coming into her own and owning herself as a person, despite the fact that her mother was killed by Dalmatians. <laughs> that's, that's the best part of the whole film, Sean. There's a scene yeah. where a bunch of Dalmatians kill someone, and I think every movie would be improved if that scene was included. If that was the ending to Endgame, I would be a happier man. That's how Tony totally Stark went. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos like, is about to snap him in two and just all these dogs just come over the hill you're just like fuck the, it the thing is it's Disney like those assets probably live on the same server so someone mm. maybe a listener could tie those two assets together now it, it is strange because I think the movie only grossed like 230 million or something but it was right. of course we say only but it's the same with the Suicide Squad lately. There's a whole thing going on that's making people not kind of want to go to the cinema. You've probably noticed. Also, there's streaming services now. So you, I think they made an extra 21 million or something on the Disney Plus um, thing as well. So like 250 right. million, all said and done. But, I mean, it, wa- it did get a 97% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So mm. Yeah, it's a positive audience review which the fans are there the idea is that this movie came out and we thought this seems like a bit pointless Emma Stone very talented it's a bit weird but okay let's see what happens then this movie came out you thought okay that's a fun one and done what can you do it is a bit wacky but I think they pulled it off kind of yeah it's like okay okay that's the Cruella movie that's what that looks like in, like and and now we're done with it, and that's the end of the Cruella verse that they're setting up. But I don't know. Does that kind of movie warrant a sequel? Really? When does I she get, become Glenn Close? Is the real question. <laughs> see, this is the thing because no one's ever done that role better than Glenn Close, in my opinion. So I like. Here's the thing: is that Cruella. As a movie, I don't think should exist. So by extension, I think Cruella 2 is a pointless endeavor. Same way I think Joker 2 is an a pointless endeavor. But now it's even more removed from the source material. So I'm curious what they would do with a second film. Because does they've she, already had... Cru- I, like, I was going to say, does she go more mad? Or does she become more redeemed? That's the... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the question. Because I was under the impression that Cruella, the movie Cruella, would be about, you know, whatever her her name was before she was Cruella de Vil, becoming Cruella de Vil that we know from the 101 Dalmatians movie. Hmm. But it seems like now she's kind of in an in-between point where maybe they'll go off into a branching universe where she's founds a fucking dog rescue or something like that. She's a bit of an anti-hero when you really think about it, isn't she? In many ways, yeah. Like, (laughs) because what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to do what they're doing with uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, where they introduce a worse version of Cruella de Vil for Cruella de Vil to be the protagonist against. I just want to skin 103 Dalmatians. Okay, fucking hang on. Ah, come on. Dial it back a bit. Dial it back at least one. (laughs) For God's sake. But like, at that 
At that point, you have the devil wears Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. So I am interested to see where they go with this. But once again, I think you're right. I think this kind of falls for me in the Joker 2 realm, where it's kind of like the fun, The first one could just have been a fun for one and done. You get, you get out. It's a unique idea. Everybody's doing it these days that they're like, we're going to take the villain, give them an origin because that's cool. And yeah. that's fine. Make a movie. Make your money. But when you start doing twos and trees, this is when I'm like, lads, <laughs> do something it, else. <laughs> just on this as well, do you feel the goalposts have shifted for what a successful movie is? Because with the global bastard, as we call it here locally on the show, like Cruella made, what did you say, $215 million? Two, or something like that. Yeah, and Black Widow made about the same. Is that that's that would probably be considered a good release in the times we're living in, in terms of like cinema budgets and things like that, and including the Disney Plus premiere access that they did for those. So, do you think? Because I'm thinking down the line with like the likes of Shang Chi and things that are coming out in September, which apparently is not getting a Disney Plus release. I, I seen that this week that they're not releasing that on Disney Plus because they're like we're yeah. not giving them the chance. <laughs> so, do you think that like if they if that got two hundred million at the box office, would that be considered a success or a failure in the times that we're living in? Um. See, it's interesting because that's a whole big discussion on they could just literally look at Shang-Chi and go, oh, that, nobody wants that. It only made 200 million. But they'll look at Black Widow and be like, oh, everyone loved that because it made 250 yeah. million. B- but it's because Black Widow's, uh, she's already a setup force and Shang-Chi is brand new. So it'd be very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy or Black Panther coming out yes. they make 200 million they're like okay well that's a risk that didn't work out we're not going to do that again but they came out to gangbusters they came out to loads of money they're like fuck it let's do it again whereas I think the goalpost would be changed slightly we're, we're, depending on the movie I suppose and depends on the studio as well yeah that's true because like looking at it there I and I looked this up just now is Black Widow had a, bu- had a budget of around 200 million dollars made a box office of 367.8 million which technically is considered a failure because it didn't make double the budget and because when marketing and things are worked into it and things like that so and that's as you say an established character in an established universe so how well is Cruella 2 gonna do what like if now I suppose that might release in a time. Oh, I'm not even going to say in a time when things are back to normal, oh, but in a time when cinemas might be more accessible, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think it's all up in the air. For the minute, what's important is that they're definitely doing number two, and if that does well, they will definitely do a number three. And at some point, that woman has to decide that she wants to skin some dogs, and I think at that point, anti-hero kind of goes out the window. I think, wouldn't it be amazing if we had a heel turn and she just full-on skinned a dog in the movie? <laughs> the start of the next one is her yeah. just grabbing a poodle. Fucking come here. Like, it opens to the sound of sharpening a cleaver. Like, <laughs> And all the kids in the audience are like, what's going on? What's going on here? Actually, sorry, speaking of kids in the audience, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. 
But I went to the cinema like uh, like the week Inside Out opened in cinemas. I went with a few friends, and we got to the end of the film where spoilers for Inside Out. The 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 girl is the like the young girl is running away from home, and her parents like come and find her at the bus station and take her, and she's okay. And at that moment, a child in the cinema burst out crying, and just she screamed, "I want my daddy." <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is this is a harrowing moment for everyone involved. But you know what? If Pixar were there, they'd go, yes, we did it. Yes. <laughs> She'll never forget that movie. Now let's fucking show her up. Where's this young one? Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's show her Cruella 4. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves one of our favourite people involved in the film. It's oh. Mr. Taika Waititi. And oh, Taika. What's Taika up to? So, not only is he involved with Free Guy, not only is he involved with Tor 4, um, Tor 4, mm. um, 4, but, <laughs> four Tor, um, but surely they just do the number 4 and H-O-R, or am I just crazy? What I think they should do is 4 Love and Thunder. I think that would be a great title for it. Ah, good. Well done, yes. Um, but <laughs> Taika Waititi's also involved with another pros- project that... It's it's a property that you kind of like, Sean, and it's kind of big, and that is Star Wars, because <gasps> Taika Waititi is, of course, we all forget, I think, because he's involved yeah. in so many things, he's <laughs> doing his this. own Star Wars film, and he was asked about it in a recent interview with Wired, because he's, of course, doing the press junket for Free Guy, and he was asked, how's it going, what stage is it at at the minute, and he said that... This, um, the script is all done um, now he's he's putting his focus on Star Wars at the minute they've got a story sorry they don't have the script done but they've got the whole story and he says in his own words I'm really excited by it because it feels very me which I heard that and I thought that's not going to work in Star Wars holy shit yeah <laughs> Lucasfilm is not happy I would say <laughs> personality oh no <laughs> But, like, very, yeah, very Taika Waititi could be a selling point for a movie at this point. Mm. Like, because of the success mainly of Thor Ragnarok. And also, like, the the fairly well, like, established critical success of things like Jojo Rabbit and Hunt for the Wilder People and things like that. Like, he's become kind of a household name overnight, so I feel like he can do what he wants. Same as James Gunn, the way he got free reign with Suicide Squad I feel like they might just give him free reign with Star Wars and I feel like that might be more polarising than what Ryan Johnson did yeah, with Star Wars I, I think this is going to be more like from what people thought of it this is going to be more but the one thing that we know with Taika Waititi especially with Jojo Rabbit is that he can kind of trick you so he can make you laugh for the whole film. And then at the end you're gonna like, oh shit, he's making me feel something. Like, yeah. he may the, have been your yeah. daddy, but he wasn't your father. Kind of thing. Or no, it's the other way around. He may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, and like in Jojo Rabbit, like the example I give for how Ta- Taiko Kitiji can... The shoes, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the benchmark for... Here's a traditionally fairly comic director able to deliver an emotional gut punch that sticks with you. So, and that could work in a Star Wars universe. Um, but you have to buy in. 
that's the problem. And we've seen with Ryan Johnson that a lot of these people, these people, <laughs> a, lot these of these, people. a lot of people involved with Star Wars or who love Star Wars, they didn't like Ryan Johnson. But I think Taika has a bit more, I suppose, he's got the back and like we've seen him do space movies before and he's also quite likable. And so I think it's very hard to not go in and be like, okay, well, give him the benefit of the doubt. And you have to surely know what you're looking for in this film. That's a th- Yeah, I feel there is a good intersection of Marvel fans and Star Wars fans, um, especially now under the Disney umbrella. They're all under the uh, same people. Yeah, and so, like, I feel like Ta- Taika might have a certain amount of good faith. Um, generated among those fans whereas Ryan Johnson was coming in fairly like look now look he had done amazing things. he had done a, a good few episodes of Breaking Bad and things like that when he came into Star Wars but nothing in the same wheelhouse I would say whereas I feel like in the new era of Disney's Star Wars with things like uh, The Mandalorian and Bad Batch and all that kind of thing there's room to deal with the universe in other ways other than the one hero versus one bad guy kind of thing that they built up in in, in, and in is the, the one previous bad six guy, movies. Is the one bad guy someone we know? Look, I I have this theory, okay, so <laughs> there's a little known character called Emperor Palpatine. Has anyone heard of him? He's coming back. <laughs> Imagine he brought I, but, him back. See, with Taika Waititi, I could fully see an Emperor Palpatine impersonator being a main plot point in this. Or it could be a situation where someone's like, he's back, and then they kill him in 10 seconds, and then just move on to the real villain of the film. Like, oh no, he's back! It's like the first action set piece. And it turns out like, oh, Darth Vader's back. Oh no. (laughs) They're all back. Maul, Vader and Palpatine in a line. He's like, oh no, they're all... And our heroes have no interest. They're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I got another plot over here. It's set like an hour and a half after episode nine. And it's just a puppet (laughs) show recapping everything that went on. (laughs) He's also doing Flash Gordon at the minute. The live action Flash Gordon. Yeah, I think we talked about that in the past. And that's a really good fit for such a campy dumb show from the 80s so he's doing like all of this stuff at once along with um like he's also working on a sequel to what we do with the shadows so he's doing flash gordon what we do into the in the shadows the star wars film and tour all at the same time i feel like that's i feel like most of that and, and no discredit to him at all it's an amazing achievement i feel like after thor ragnarok came out he was the hottest commodity in Hollywood at the time. And he just took projects that he liked and now he's just working away on them. They'll come out when they come out kind of a thing. Yeah, and I think the fact that he is co-writing and directing this Star Wars film, um, he's co-writing with it um, with, Chris, with Christy Wilson Cairns who wrote 1917. So you've got like a weird Fuck. mixture there of like, yeah. like war film and then Taika combined yeah, together. Because you have a really like grounded film with a lot of heart and realism in it. And then you have Taika fucking Matisse doing whatever he wants. <laughs> Could he? I mean, this is a very big question. Very early on. I'm looking for very broad predictions. Very early. Right. You see nothing. We've seen no footage. Kang the Conqueror will not show up. I'm going to ask, will he reinvigorate 
the Star Wars franchise. I ah, oh, that, 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 that is a that is a very broad question, and it's very <laughs> early in the process. So please feel free. I'm aware, but yeah, go on, let's speculate. I, no, 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 very good. It's a fair question. My thoughts on this: I feel like there is a certain amount of the franchise reinvigorated at the minute already because yeah. of Mandalorian John, because of John and because of John Favreau, exactly, mm. um, and I feel like in, with 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 enough differentiation from those kind of projects, um, then you might get a certain bracket of the Star Wars fans that like certain things about the original movies. You might alienate some of the fans who like. Here's the story about the bounty hunter, and it's very ground level in terms of the whole galaxy. But if it's, you know, a lot of aliens cursing at each other for 90 minutes, that might be not be everyone's cup of tea. I think Taiguatiti, for as like broad appeal as he has, I think he could be quite polarising in such an already established universe. But I also, personally am curious to see it. Also, I think I would, I would just feel that Star Wars is big enough that you can have multiple vibes from multiple different places. If yeah. you want your serious stuff, go to this place. If you want your jokes, go to this place. Depending on mood, mood you have. Why? And I mean, we're not on the payroll, but they're under the same big umbrella of Disney. Why Marvel yeah. works is because they have these different films. Like, The Winter Soldier is completely different to Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're in the same universe. But depending on your mood, like you might sit down and go, I might watch Guardians of the Galaxy if I'm looking for a comedy, or I'm looking for a spy drama. Might look at Winter Soldier. It's a case of Star Wars exactly. is so Star Wars is just as big. Go to somewhere in the fucking galaxy and have some really serious shit, and somewhere else where everybody's an idiot. Yeah, like yeah, you have these corners of the universe that you can just set up camp in for whatever you feel like. So, if if you want a grounded, pretty much a western story, watch The Mandalorian. If you want a comedy, probably, and we're 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 assuming at this point. But if you want a comedy, watch the Taika Waititi stuff. If you want, you know, good character development, watch episodes one and two of the Star Wars franchise, and. <laughs> And if you want, if you want a fucking bore fest, watch the original trilogy. I guess, or maybe like the Obi Wan series. Blah. Blah. Fuck off. Who cares about that? <laughs> but Sean, we're gonna have to move on because we have been talking about this. Because I have news just for you that I've thrown in oh. just for you, and that National is treasure tree. Not oh, a log. Not that lines, <laughs> but same love level. I would say. And oh movie God! You brought okay. up a few months ago. Um. A sequel could be happening with a movie involving Mr. Hugh Jackman and director <gasps> Shaud Levy. Real Steel. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's been a decade. Yes. yes. Give it to me. Give me Hugh Jackman being a boxing coach for robots. Now, here's the thing. I had never heard of Real Steel until you brought it up on the show and you gave a yeah. really impassioned five-minute speech about how much you love this film and how great it was. And I think completely derailed whatever news story we were talking about that day. But, Sean, my only question is, what is Real Steel and why should we be excited about number two? Right, okay. So, basically, the first one is that 
um, Hugh Jackman is an out of work boxer and he becomes the owner of a robot who is also a boxer and basically it's, it's a whole movie it's, it's about like it could have been told in the 20s with regular boxers as like owing gambling debts it's that kind of a story um, and learning to love your coach and all this kind of shit but it's a robot and you check of course so <laughs> and so the he, the what's the fucking robot's name I think it's it's like molecule no it's Atom or some shit like that and Atom becomes at the end because he's such an underdog Atom, Hugh Jackman's robot, becomes like the people's champion. Oh, of course, the rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everyone's rooting for this one robot. So I guess now you have a situation where they leave on top. Like the underdog has become the top dog. And like they're, they're both at the height of their careers. And then I guess you have the robot in the sequel <laughs> fall from grace. <laughs> he gets fat. The robot gets out of shape. He's got. Yeah, it's hard to wake up and train when you're in those silk robes. You know what I mean? It's, he, he, it's what so he's got to his head. And like, oh, every time you try to put a towel around a robot, they just rust. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking it, murder. It's not good. But they are going to be doing a sequel. Um, the original movie. Also, I know why it was brought up because we were talking about Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which stars Vin Diesel, and that they announced, I think, in May of this year. And so you brought this up as a, yeah. this is way better. And something I found out just reading this article is that apparently Real Steel made the top 10 most watched titles on Netflix during lockdown. It's, honestly, it's genuinely great, like, as a movie. Because and so this I have is, never this seen, a a I feel like I'm missing out. Can I spoil a bit of it for you? Um, it actually, it's a, like the climax of the movie, so I'm not sure I want to even spoil it. Oh, well, I t- you know what? I think I'll be okay to live with myself if you do. Right. So at the end of it, um, he's, Atom is damaged. So what happens is Hugh Jackman, the ex-boxer, in. who's been down on his he links in and he boxes the robot as Hugh Jackman, but through a robot. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, they're going to be doing a number two... I don't know. I was about to say, will people care? But it's a top 10 stream thing on Netflix. Maybe they will. I, see, I think it's a re- I don't know if it's a good cinema movie. I think it's a really good Netflix movie. And like, also, is it going to be like Rocky 2? Is the main question. Oh, well, if it was like Rocky 3, we'd be sorted. But we're not quite there yet. No, it's Rocky uh, 2. He has to lose. So the robot has to like be down and out. Or he's on, a, he's on top. Then he goes to a big fight. He's too cocky. Then he loses. See, because it's a robot, you could do the thing that, like, you know, Hugh Jackman couldn't handle the success, and he sells the robot. You Whoa, know, and then okay, it, then it's just, and then like the robot's fighting and winning, but like the robot learns to love at the end of it, <laughs> and he's like, "I miss Hugh Jack. I miss that huge jacked man I used to hang out with." We all feel that, though. We all feel the robot is just a robot, but he's just like us. We're the, yeah, the robot is the everyman in this scenario. We all miss Hugh Jackman when he's not around. <laughs> but like, I, I look, I think this might be in production simply because of that Vin Diesel Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. As a fuck I you. As a fuck you or as a, 
okay, we need to protect our intellectual property here, mm. so let's let's just make another one just in case. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves, if we seen a robot movie starring Hugh Jackman come out and a different robot movie starring Vin Diesel come out, I think we all know which one we're going to see, and it's not the man with La Familia. No, not, oh, there's no La Familia in Rock'em Sock'em Robots, you see. But there is La Familia in Real Steel 2. <laughs> Do you work for Real Steel 2? Well, too real, too steel, we would call it in in office. By the way, that would be so us if we didn't get on the payroll of Marvel or DC, but you somehow wormed your way into the payroll (laughs) of Real Steel, the franchise. Can we... Look, Every for people that don't know, we do a Patreon hat every month, which is where we have a load of movies in the hat we pull one out and we do a review of it can I without any listener ever asking for it can I add real steel to that no oh no fine Listen. okay we will add it in listeners listeners I have a favour to ask you patrons please patrons please just just one of you is all I need you see they're focused they threw in Daredevil Batman and Robin they don't like us and they know I don't want to watch this so guaranteed National Treasure National <laughs> Treasure watch that. Mighty, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Connor <laughs> ah, that was pretty good that was pretty good nah, that was shit it was the worst movie we've ever watched together uh, League look- of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Batman and Robin we can both agree that one of those was terrible. Oh, the, Clone uh, Wars. <laughs> Clone Wars. Actually, yeah. You, you've, yeah. You, I, look, you, your past faults are forgiven. If anyone suggests real steel for that, please. <laughs> your That's past all I need. faults. You're just nagging them. <laughs> into not post. just look. Not just in relation to that. I will absolve you of sins if you submit real steel. Bless us. <laughs> you have been blessed. <laughs> Um, I know what our Christmas movie is. (laughs) So we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this involves a movie you mentioned earlier on with the news of Cruella. And that was that Tom Hardy has come out and he is discussing Venom 2. Because that movie is, I mean, it's coming out, Sean. Let let there be carnage. We're all Come hell or high water, that movie is coming out. Mm -hmm. And so more trailers are coming every single day. But... Sean, Venom 2 has Sony apparently, reportedly, very, very pleased about how it turned out and that Tom Hardy is already thinking about Venom number 3. Oh yes! Okay, before we get into any concept about Venom 3 or anything like that, they are definitely calling it V3NOM, right? Oh, I mean, if they do, they're idiots. They're it fucking is Sony like- though. It is Sony. That's the thing. That's the They'd thing. They call it, it Venom number three. <laughs> yes. They <laughs> call it again. Venom the third. <laughs> Venom the third. Venom the third movie of our series of Venom films would be what it's of called. The, in the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Isn't yes. that what they call it? So the they, So the report is that they are very pleased with how number two has turned out and that Tom Hardy is already kind of planning a third one because, of course, it won't be greenlit until the second one is successful, but the studio were really, really pleased with number two, was his exact quote. Right. So, that's the studio, though. 
Like, we, I, I feel we can never trust studios because a studio gave a standing ovation to Batman versus Superman. I was literally just about to bring that up. <laughs> After that news came out, I remember walking, like, I think I was in college, and I walked in the next day, like, all cocky, like, yes, this movie's going <laughs> to be fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you stop trusting the media. <laughs> never believed them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... Okay, I'm I'm glad that the multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar studio is happy with the movie they made. Mm. That's good that they haven't decided it's shit. But I feel they also have some level of bias involved in that. Also, I'm pretty sure um, Tom Hardy is signed on to play Eddie Brock for a trilogy. Like, it's in his contract. So I think yeah. they already had three of them lined up because they knew the first one was going to make money. And, I mean, Tom Hardy, very talented man. So get him involved. You hopefully will make a lot more money. Venom is a very well-known property. You don't have Spider-Man, but he's like second best you could get. So just on that, like I, I saw a news report earlier in the day that apparently Tom, like, and it, it it's really telling of how like a news source will generate a story because it was like Tom Hardy would love to work with Tom Holland as Spider-Man and like you read through it and the interviewer just asked like oh and would you like to work with uh, would you be interested in like Venom meets Spider-Man and Tom and, Hardy and effectively just went like yeah Tom Holland seems cool <laughs> yeah. but that's see any of these press junkets like you have to go through the quote because yeah. all of it is just shit more, most of it, as you said, is them throwing a name and then being like, what do you think of The, the Rock? It's like, oh yeah, he's pretty big. Uh, like, he's a nice man. And then the next day is just like, Vin Diesel wants to fight The Rock. <laughs> he said yeah. he's big. <laughs> said it was huge. Yeah, like, so you have to take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. Look, in many ways, I'm glad Tom Hardy likes playing this character. I'm like... I'm glad he's happy with what they're doing with it because the worst thing is when an actor is like feels underutilized in the role. Not to bring Jared Leto into things, but speaking um, of Jared, um, oh, Morbius, oh, Morbius, Morbius is in the same universe, and I'm pretty positive we got our first sign because the director uh, this week, Daniel Espinosa, mentioned that he was very happy working with all of these different actors. Um, yes. and he was saying oh something about Michael Keaton and Jared Leto and then he just reeled off Tom Hardy's name so I'm pretty sure that means we're getting Venom in Morbius see this fucks the whole thing because in Morbius we are apparently getting Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes or the Vulture who was the Vulture in the Spider-Man Homecoming yes so in a way, Venom and Tom Holland's Spider-Man are in the same universe. Is that correct? But, but technically, there's a multiverse situation occurring right now. So they always have that get-out clause. That's very true. And also the, the graffiti of Spider-Man in the Morbius trailer, that's on like the wall of the alley, that's ripped from the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yes, so this is the Spider-Man PS4 game universe. 
I guess, or unless in the Marvel Cinematic Universe there exists the same Spider-Man oh, no. PS4 game that exists in our universe. Oh, my head hurts. The, uh, um, c- no, it, I think what's happening is Venom is appearing in Morbius, and so maybe they work together as two anti-heroes to two stop anti-heroes. somebody else. Um, or worse Eddie Brock is anti-hero. just there. Or, yeah, Eddie Brock is just there as a journalist for some yeah. reason. We didn't really talk about the Venom trailer in full because it kind of came out in our week off. Um, I, I just it, the effects on Carnage do not look very good. I understand it's a trailer, but they still do not look very good in that. Um, but Venom actually looks, I think, better than the first movie. They put so, all the budget into that. That maybe, maybe it's as if he's appearing in multiple films across multiple universes perhaps multiple studios might be putting together what they have maybe they have that Marvel money now oh shit so maybe we could be getting a Tommy Holland maybe Tommy <laughs> Netherlands could be appearing That's oh he did go to the Netherlands in Far From Home didn't he <laughs> he did that's where they got the idea me that's where he got his last name from <laughs> the man the family name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're now aware that they are probably going to be working for a Venom 3. We haven't seen Venom 2. This is always a bad sign for a studio when you start doing third ones before the second one is good. But hopefully they've seen it and the studio execs, maybe this is the one time we can believe them, Sean. Maybe this is the one where they've made a movie themselves and they've thought, that's good. That's yeah. Maybe all those millionaires understand hard graft and creative Did, passion. Although the best one of any of them, when they show it to the crew or to the studio, it will forever be uh, the Phantom Menace on that Star Wars documentary. Yeah. When they show it to everybody, and this is like the first time all the crew have seen the film, like finished. And at the end of it, it goes down and George Lucas just stands up and is just like, everybody leave. And <laughs> it's just him and like two other people. And he's just like, maybe we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, yeah. When, when the movie screening ends with everybody leave, don't talk to each other. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is, this piece of news is only here because it made me laugh. Because of how absurd it is. So earlier on in the show, you were talking about how much money you think Shang-Chi could make. So what? how much would it be put on it there? I think around 300 million, say. Like it's a with pandemic. a cinema release. It's, yeah, it's, it's a pandemic. So <laughs> It's a pandemic, guys. Come on. It, it is a pandemic. So, I mean, what's interesting, though, is there's a little movie that's coming out. That is finally coming out. Over two years after it was meant to come out. And that is No Time to Die, Sean. I was hoping it would be No Time to Die, Connor. <laughs> and we have found out how much No Time to Die has to make to break even. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it more than any movie has ever made in history? Now, remember, this movie was originally made when cinemas, there was no, nothing resembling a pandemic. So it this was movie was when it taught, when, just when Avengers Endgame had made three billion dollars. Yes, but this movie had also been like scheduled to come out for years and had already been delayed. Like from what I remember, we were on the radio 
talking about this particular Bond movie coming out in September of 2018? Was that right? I think it might be 2018, yes. Yeah, and then it got delayed to 2019, and then May of 2020. Definitely, lads. No Time to Die is coming out May of 20... Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then... Now, the, the last two films, Skyfall, made a billion dollars. So, yeah, cool I mean... Bill. It made a cool mill. Spectre made a little less. It made like 880 million. So, I mean, what can you do? But this one, this is ever coming out. So, I mean, the biggest movie of the pandemic so far has been Fast and Furious 9, which, after its whole run, made nearly $650 million. That's that's impressive. Given the circumstances, because all of the rest of those films broke a billion, easy. So they're all like, like I think number seven is the top ten grossing movies of all time. So yeah, six, yeah, six hundred fifty is like coming in big. We have found out that No Time to Die, <laughs> a movie that will definitely not make this, has to make nine hundred million dollars <laughs> to break oh. even. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to lose so much money. <laughs> I, I see that headline and it was one of those double takes where I read it and I went, wait, what? No <laughs> hope of making $900 million. No, not in, honestly, probably not in regular times would it make that much money. So where they come up to this is that the original movie cost $214 million to make. Um, mm-hmm. uh, all all together. So now it, that was originally. So a year later, that has risen to around two hundred twenty six million or three hundred fourteen million dollars. Um, once marketing costs come into the play, that rises to five hundred million dollars, and then they have to bring in the box office figures that they have to play pay out to the cinemas, MGM, um. And all all of the streaming services and basically everybody else, and so they have to spend another four hundred and fifty million dollars to pay everybody else off because it's been put off for so long. I think there was a figure that for every month it was gone, like it cost them a substantial amount of money for every month that it wouldn't come out, and that was like I two years it. ago. And yeah, and it's just been ticking over since then. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing not too long ago that they tried to sell it? Uh, to streaming services and they for wanted like, like for 800 million or something 800 million which presumably at the time that would be the amount that they would have broken even at yeah and so now this movie this James Bond film that is scheduled to release on the 30th of September is going oh no <laughs> Oh no, it's not summer blockbuster, it's not Christmas family film, lads. <laughs> it's right in the middle of Delta, <laughs> they're coming in hot. It's in the middle of Delta, all the kids are back at school, yeah. holidays are over, <laughs> Yes, and people are starting to save for Christmas. I'm thinking it could break six billion. I'm thinking Avatar 5 money. Um, look... Poor Daniel Craig. Sometimes you just read a headline and you think, oh, Daniel, what has gone wrong? Like, D- Daniel Craig is still going to have to do... Like, next month, he's going to be have to be doing promo for that film. 
<laughs> and he's like, just bring me back to Knives Out 2. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I just want to make Knives Out, guys. I just want to be a detective. And so, yeah, they have to make $900 billion to break even, which means they're... $900 probably, billion, you say? Oh, sorry, $900 million, I should say. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it must feel like $900 billion. <laughs> It <laughs> might as well be, like, really. <laughs> they're not going to make it. If that movie makes $900 million, I think the two of us will have to do some mad shit as a as a concession because I'd be fairly That's confident that that movie will definitely not break what we said 300 million 400 million I would give it 5 I would give it 500 million Okay Look if it drinks 500 if it uh crosses 500 million in profit I will what will I do Connor I will Drink a load of cans and then do the podcast. <laughs> that's that's your daily routine. No, no, not, not daily, please. <laughs> we only record some days. So. Yeah, bi-weekly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece. That story is just there to laugh. Because it made me <laughs> just to laugh at others' misfortune. <laughs> I just laugh at Daniel. Is there ever been a more cursed production? I feel like there's probably those ones with ghosts and like, oh, like two people randomly did stuff that is bad, like, or I don't know, maybe a death or two, but maybe a death or two (laughs) in terms of cursed production where nobody was harmed. I feel like this is a lot. Yeah, I think so. Like, look, maybe Daniel Craig made a deal with some kind of demonic figure. And it's like, I just want to play Benoit Blanc forever. And it's like, okay, but okay, <laughs> you have to but. also promote Skyfall for the rest of your... Or No Time to Die for the rest of your life. No, Skyfall. You have to promote Skyfall. a movie already out. I feel he'd be more fine with that than doing I think so. No Time I, to Die. I think so. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I have a rumour about a certain film that you know and I know as The Flash Movie. Um, so, uh, do we know it as the Flash movie or that movie that's never coming out? I what think it's do we called call it the, the Flash. Flash. Right. Okay. We can only go off that, but um, <laughs> Sean, we know that all these people are appearing in it. We've got Ben Affleck. We've got yeah. Mr. Keaton. We we've got Ezra Miller. It, there's a whole host of people. He's going around to all these different universes and on timelines, and they're doing Flashpoint. It's a pretty big deal. What we don't know, and what's interesting, is who the villain is of the movie. Yeah, perhaps it's yeah, perhaps it's society, Connor. Uh, we do live in a society. We uh, allegedly, allegedly, uh, perhaps it's Robert De Niro as a talk show host. Can we bring <laughs> that back again? Um, but what this report states, Sean, and now I will admit that this is just a rumor, but. It does seem to have a bit of, I was going to say legs, but that seemed like a flash pun. Um, that because we have never... We <laughs> we'll run with it. It'll be fine. Oh, well done. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't need these jokes. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so um, what we don't know is who the villain is, as I said. But what would make sense is that this report states that the villain... Is another Barry Allen. That's right. It's a Flash, other Flash villain, which I think the TV show does 
every season. So I think, every why season. not? <laughs> yeah. The, the, I, I used to work with someone and they just they, were, they watched The Flash like week on week. And every week it was like, what? Someone faster than The Flash? <laughs> you have to have the moment where he tries to punch them super fast and they dodge it. And he has that moment on his face like, oh shit, these guys are faster than me. <laughs> they can keep up with me. Oh no. <laughs> it's my one like, thing. And is it a Flash from... Because we've had Flash. What's the name of the one that's the Flash, but he's evil, but it's... Reverse Flash. It, it, is it Reverse Flash? It's there reverse. was another name. Who was it in... I think it was Zoom. in like season four. Not even... <laughs> See, again, it's a different dude. <laughs> what's I'm the just going to keep gonna, saying Flashes. Uh, Eve... Uh, okay, this is going to be the worst West. Google search. Mr. West... It's, do you know is Wally West Wally West is in the Flash, I think. I think he TV is now. Show. I don't know, I haven't been keeping up with season six or season seven Even or whatever version. they're on. Tough t- uh because he's, he's 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 he looks like Grant Gustin. He's effectively Grant Gustin, but he's not reverse flash, he's t ta tam time temp temp for I uh, hang on, Bizarro, not Kingdom Come, not Red Death, not Johnny Quick, not the <laughs> Crash. <laughs> Not female flash. <laughs> Not Nazi speedster. <laughs> What's his Accelerated deal? Man. What is his deal? Uh, he's very quick, but he's also a Nazi. He's got some so. strong beliefs, but he likes running. It, it's <laughs> I don't think Nazis can be described as strong beliefs. Can they? <laughs> I don't uh, want to both sides the Nazi situation. I think he's wrong. <laughs> I think he's fine to run, but everything else about him is wrong, Sean. The, the, you know what? I would agree with you that uh, everything about Nazi Flash is wrong. <laughs> if this turns out to be fucking reverse Flash, I'm not going to be happy. D- but would they do that? Would they introduce reverse Flash in a movie where we're basically learning all about the Flash? Yes, this is the DCEU. Savitar, that's his name. Okay. Savitar, a time remnant of Barry Allen that split off and lived a life of its own. Oh, then okay, became sorry. evil. I do apologize. To be fair, in Flashpoint, could work. You know, he's. You, I mean, he's going around to different timelines. You just have a bad Flash. So you have like yeah. So then you have, I guess, the Flash that was left behind. Well, Maybe? I mean, th- there is precedent for that in the Justice League series where um, when they're hopping around time, they get to a point where the Justice League have basically taken over America and, like, they're just... They're seen as, like, Batman meets Batman, but the Batman he meets is, like, he's all about control, which regular Batman is, but he's uh, like, we should control the people. And so him and Superman and Wonder Woman like lead the country and they just crack down at anyone. So there's no crime because they just kill them. Maybe that's it. I like like Zoom would probably work better as like the serial killer that he is. That's a pretty good villain for a Flash origin movie, I would say. Yeah, and I think in Flashpoint, Barry Allen blames um, Mr. Tawn, basically reverse Flash, and he blames him for all of like the time traveling stuff that's misfortune. But you could have, you could have reverse Flash in it. I think, I'll be honest. I find Barry Allen fighting somebody who's also really fast, boring. But also, I understand because he's basically a god 
that's what you have to do. Yeah, like it's it could because once two super quick super speed people are fighting each other, it might as well be two regular speed people fighting each other. Mm. Um which is why I think it should be Captain Cold should be the no, villain. I think it should be Mirror Master. I Mirror Master, you've done a report on and is fucking ridiculous. I think he's a ludicrous character, but is really fucked up. And you could do like a really cool storyline, but you couldn't do it in a Flashpoint storyline. So I think Flashpoint, you have to go down the, the road that Barry finds a bad version of himself. And he's just like, the bad version of himself is happy being, I don't know, a god in his universe. And is like trying to stop this time traveling happening. Yeah. Yeah, and look, maybe set up Mirror Master as a bigger bad. Then that like they're not going to set up Mirror Master as a bigger. His bad. mirror can see any universe and any parallel dimension, and <laughs> you know, move forward from there. I love Mirror Master, but they definitely will not use him, even though he's so cool. Like he just traps Flash in a universe of mirrors, and he's like, "Okay, talk to you later." You can only enter yeah. through one mirror. Sorry, <laughs> I'll leave now. Have fun. Yeah, yeah so like if you find the mirror, fine, but there's infinite mirrors. There's yeah. infinite mirrors in this room. Uh, look, I that that is, of course, just a rumour that we don't know, but we haven't heard anything about the villain in that movie, so it makes sense that if we're going off the CW, they will just do a character who's just as fast as the Flash fighting the Flash. Yeah, which, look, fine, I guess, but... Like and that would have been grand eight years ago. That yes. would have been a perfectly perfectly suitable opposition even, to the Flash. I would have said even season one of the Flash, I was like, I'm intrigued. This guy's just as quick. Who's just as quick as the Flash? I don't know. The Flash. But but even like season one, the Flash they had it like Eobard Thon was in the um Star Labs. He yeah. was in Star Labs. But he was like a Play wheelchair user. Tom Cavanagh, JD's brother in Scrubs. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, but there's a whole plot point. Whereas I remember coming back into it. I, I, if people like the Flash, that's absolutely fine. But I kind of left it for a few years, and then I came back, and I was like, "Oh, the big bad is another fast guy from a different universe." Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like, and yeah, I, I had to choose between Flash and Arrow. Mm. And I chose Arrow because I couldn't keep up with two shows. Then I couldn't even keep up with Arrow beyond a certain point. Uh, and so I dropped it there. So, like, the last time I remember watching The Flash, I think he was fighting, he was getting ready to fight, like, Grodd at that point. Oh, okay. You so, could have so Grodd got, as the villain. I would have Grodd as the villain. Grodd, yeah. Grodd would be good because that's, like, it's a Flash villain traditionally. But he's like he's a different level of power. Like he's an intelligent character who's also a a gorilla. Uh, so you have like this, you know, mind versus speed kind of a deal. Yeah, or like you could just do King Shark. Just have that yeah. way King Shark is introduced. Or Captain Boomerang with Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> now speaking of Captain Boomerang, Sean, it takes us to our last story of the week, and that involves another one of our favourite directors, Mister James Gunn. That oh. uh, a little movie came out recently called The Suicide Squad, and we know I that he heard. is already helming the Peacemaker spin-off series for HBO Max. 
But Chad, not only is after he goes back to Marvel, he's he's going back because he's doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and he's doing a holiday special over there. James Gunn has reportedly more plans for the DC's villain-verse that it is reported that they could be bringing him back into the DC universe after he goes back to Marvel. So he's the first person to just hop between the two. I mean, why wouldn't they want him back? Presumably, they'll just offer him any amount of money necessary to get him back after the success of the Suicide Squad. Because it seems anything he touches turns to gold at this point. And I think for the Suicide Squad, he's the perfect director. I think they've just nailed that, oh, well, he's the guy. If you want to do a Suicide Squad film and make a lot of money and introduce a whole bunch of characters that we can now make spin-offs of, we should probably just bring in James Gunn because he'll make us like them. Yeah, like, to put things in perspective, Suicide Squad... Oh, no, sorry, wait. I'm looking at the one from 2016. <laughs> Hang on. Wait a the, minute. The. The. Oh, wait, the. it still brings it up. Uh... Hang on, the Suicide Squad box. Just click on the link that has 2021 beside it. Well, I need to type in 2021, Connor. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Okay, hang on. In its first... Okay, so in the first week, it's made $118 million in a week across the world. With COVID and Delta and no digital release in sight. So that's what it's working with. But it's been, like, commercially... And critically, very positive, I would think. Certainly more than the original Suicide Squad. Mm, true. Uh, so, why wouldn't they want to get that director back? Do, do you think they might... Would... Okay, this is, a, this is a question I already know the answer to. Do you think Disney would be so petty as to create an exclusivity deal with certain directors. Um, I mean, they would, because you don't become a monopoly without just destroying everybody. But <laughs> I think James Gunn has the sway that he doesn't have to put that in his contract. He's already done two movies for them and made them an awful lot of money. And it'd be very similar to John Favreau. If they were like, we only want you to do Iron Man films, he's like... No, (laughs) I'm going to do whatever I want. I think James Gunn has the same privilege um, that he can kind of swap between the two. And he even said himself, talking during the press junket, this is where this news story has come out, is that he has all, this is quote, I have all sorts of ideas and we talk about all the time. So I don't feel I'm done with this villain verse just yet. I want to come back. So villain verse. He says villain verse, which I think maybe he refers to as his Suicide Squad universe. That's like yeah. a little weird corner that he could just kill off people whenever he wants and bring in more C and D listers. I guess so, yeah. Because like, how many C and D list villains are there in DC? Probably infinite for all intents and purposes. I also think Margot Robbie would want him to direct a movie. I know Margot Robbie has spoken of stepping away as Harley Quinn, but Mm. she said the one thing that would bring her back is if they brought in Poison Ivy in some capacity. So if you had a situation where there was a Harley Quinn and a Poison Ivy property, I mean, Margot Robbie, the first person she would go to would probably be James Gunn now after what he did for her in this film, because I think she's pretty perfect as Harley Quinn in this as well. Um, or even Birds of Prey. I mean, she was pretty great in both of them, but it's just a case of yeah. what you'd be looking for. 
Um, and that's so- it. And I think that's part of the reason why she said she was stepping back is that like after Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad, it was a lot of Harley Quinn all at once. And she wanted to kind of try other things and just like she's not fully done with the character, but she's just taking a little bit of a break. And they wanted him to direct Suicide Squad when he came in. Like that was what yeah. DC pitched to him. They were like, we want you to take Su- Superman. And he was like, uh, no, I'd like the Suicide Squad instead. He and wanted so- Justice League. Sorry. Sorry, what do you mean? He, he was offered Justice League. No, he was it? offered Superman. Exclusively Superman. Oh, right. And so then he and then they brought up Suicide Squad. So ah, they were the first two things that they pitched to him. And he, he was said, I mean, he looked at the two pitches, but he wanted to do Suicide Squad because it was more him, which I could understand. And but now the fact is they could bring him back to do Justice League if they wanted. They could bring him back to do anything because now he's in and yeah. he's got free reign. And I think the best thing they did was they just let him do whatever he wanted. And it's kind of like they've brought him in and they know he's going back to like his old, his his wife. <laughs> but they're like the mistress like, no, like seriously, we'll, yeah, we'll wait. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here. Long you, need. <laughs> you just give me a text. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I guess, but, but also maybe like he likes, because his apparently contract in DC was like, I get to do whatever I want. Like, maybe he likes that freedom as well. Whereas I feel Marvel, even after everything, they're not going to let James Gunn do an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just never going to happen. He could do a a sequel to Birds of Prey. Like an R-rated sequel to Birds of Prey. My God, how much I want that. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And you bring in Batgirl and Poison Ivy. Yeah. Like, yeah, just flesh out that universe. Like, yeah, like... I think that's the thing is that like leaving James Gunn out of it and everything like that I would love for that universe to have something happen in one movie and have it really fucking stick in the next one because at the minute it seems like aside from all of Metropolis being demolished by Superman nothing else matters in that whole yeah it it was all just random punches random punches at different sections of a wall but they never actually joined up yeah, like, no one in any of the DC movies acknowledges that Shazam happened. Like, that's just not a thing that's ever cropped up. And, I I mean, they could be doing a Bloodsport movie now. They, they I think they're talking yeah. of doing, doing a movie with Idris Elba, and I think he'd be perfect in that role. And you have several characters in that film that they could spit off. Like, Peacemaker alone, he's already working on that on HBO Max. Yeah, that's true. Like now, I feel like the like the likes of Bloodsport. I feel he works really well in that team environment. So I don't know how well he would work. No, look, it's Idris Elba, so he'd probably work really, really well in a solo film, just based on the actor. But the particular character, I feel like the Suicide Squad. He really shuns so much. I think to just have him on his own, it'll, it'll be a harder sell. If that makes sense. Yeah, and look, we don't really know at the minute, but what's interesting is that James Gunn has not put it out of the fact that I thought it was always going to be a what and done. They'd get him in, he'd go back to Marvel, he'd do Guardians of the Galaxy, and he'd have lots of fun over there. But I mean, he's probably the hottest commodity in terms of directors between the two of them, and they both want them. Which I think for him, fucking great stuff. Ask whatever you want. 
Yeah, like, oh, what are you going to give me? Half a million. They said they're going to give me two million. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go over here. <laughs> it's going to be like the ask your mother, not ask your father. Like that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is the last news story of the week, Sean. I'm excited to see what James Good does next. Um, if you haven't seen The Suicide Squad, go out and see it. It's delightfully mad. Um, although there was a lot of people on our Facebook page did you see that um, oh yeah <laughs> we, we put up a Facebook post promoting our review of the show and there was like several random comments underneath that were like it's shit it's so shit oh it's the worst movie ever um, and then someone commented like something about us and I was like we didn't make the film <laughs> but the no. implication was we did a bad job producing the film which to be honest with you you did a terrible job producing that uh, film. look to be fair I was no help in the production of the Suicide Squad <laughs> no. 2021 look I'll be the first to say that guys <laughs> if you haven't seen that go check it out I was like I thought the vibe was much stronger and positive <laughs> for this film yeah I felt like the like the general like voice of the people was like oh that's, that's pretty good it's pretty good, guys. Uh, but, look, we've been wrong before. Luckily, everyone was on board with the National Treasure Review. So, mm. And where there, can they get that, that, Sean? At least. They can get that on the Patreon, Connor. Speaking uh. of which, uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to this show. Thank you especially to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. As we've mentioned multiple times in this episode, you can get movie reviews over there. We also do um, reviews for things like uh, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. All those kinds of things are up there as well. Um, $5 or more a month to get access to those. And you do also get a shout out in the show for your troubles. So big thank you goes out to Please Get Vaccinated, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Oh, sorry, Joe changed his name, actually, and oh. I'm not quite sure how to read this one. Uh, so I'm going to just interpret it in my own way. Okay. So, Joe, King Shark, do, 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 do. King Shark, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's right. Do, 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 King Shark, Bernie. Uh, <laughs> nom, <laughs> nom. Nom, nom. Hand. Uh, Roisin, Trodoshin, Halley, Ryan, Right Time, Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Go Ducks, Helm Roos, mm. Lil Dicky, Who Would Win, Slipknot the Band, or Slipknot the DC character, McGrew? Um, I mean, the answer to every question involving the Slipknot DC character is he would obviously win. I mean, the man can climb anything. That's true. That is very true. Um, like I, I mean, look. I suppose with with Slipknot, you have this duality. It's all a bit psychosocial in my mind. Um, do, do before Slipknot I forget, band, do Slipknot the band have any women that he can punch? <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I'm not laughing at punching women. I'm laughing at because <laughs> Slipknot in his introduction just punches a woman straight in the face. Two things he does: punches a woman, gets his head blown off. <laughs> There's two things. That's true, and on that basis, see the thing is, is that like it's it it, it it's it's Slipknot is just a man with climbing abilities. Yeah, if he's in like an open field, he's just a man. Yeah, so, but Slip Slipknot the band, they might be good at climbing charts, but can they climb a building? I don't think so. I don't so think depends, so. 
it depends on the turf. So what I would say is we'll elaborate on this question next week on Movie Mondays if we can get a a quick view on what the turf is that we're actually fighting on. Okay. Okay. Uh, perfect and so thank you also then to Danny McLaughlin Ray sorry for that outburst have a custard cream on me Luke Hoth and I can't believe Wanda did this Uh, now I think we would all agree that Wanda would defeat both Slipknot and Slipknot the band let's not get ahead of ourselves Um, I mean (laughs) she's got magic but can she climb a building she can fly Connor can she climb though the jury's out I would say exactly. on her climbing ability exactly <laughs> um, so thank you to everyone for supporting and a the woman. show she's a woman <laughs> oh, she, Jesus two things that's one of his two things <laughs> that's one of his two targets is rock walls and women um, such a shit character so, such a terrible human but he's somehow the patron Suicide Squad <laughs> member of the podcast. Um, but look, if you want to support the show, we would really appreciate it. You can head over there. Uh, we also have a merch store link down below. You can get t-shirts and hats and backpacks and cushions and all those kinds of things. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. Uh, please help us. We're being told that we made the Suicide Squad badly. So if anyone mm. could defend our honour over there in some kind of jewel that would be amazing uh, also we're on Instagram here's for hire podcast or you can email us any questions to here's for hire underscore at outlook.com but the most important thing that you can ever do to help out the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one please and I think that's about it Connor I think so so I have been Connor Lawler I have been Sean Meehan and we shall see you next week guys Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.